Reddit dit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January twelfth. I don't know how we're feeling about basketball. Lady Lady Vols. What about the Lady Vols? Yeah, they're, they're one of my most important. So I mean, we can talk about the scores later, but get another win. Yeah, rolling. I think they're number twenty three in the country right now. Yeah, UConn's coming up though. Oof. I don't know much about UConn, but I mean, I think we can just assume. Yeah, I mean it's it's UConn. It's UConn. <laughs> it's UConn. Um, it has been a good, great weekend for sports in general. Um, first off, with the Titans last night, uh, not just not just a Titans win, but a great game. Like. Yeah. All around great game to watch. I don't know. I don't like understand how you could ask for anything better uh, from the NFL playoffs. And then today with the Texans Chiefs game, I really thought the Texans were gonna hang on for a second. And then they looked like they were gonna they were freaking out, and I was like, "Yep, that's over." It, it looked like a basketball game. It was just a game of runs. Yeah, it was very. very I don't understand strange. why the Texans at least couldn't keep Patrick Mahomes from doing one thing. Like he yeah. was throwing and pass. I was like, I feel like you should at least be able to limit. Mm-hmm. One of those, which I guess the time. I mean, I JJ know. Watt looked absolutely gassed. Um, I'm sure they're there's playing. No way, there's show, no way he's in shape. No, they're showing him like the third quarter, and he was gassed. Yeah, there's no way he's in shape. Dang. Like head back, breathing out of his mouth, gassed. I was really hoping the Texans would win, just because I feel like that'd be a lot easier for the Titans. But yeah, I kind of like. I mean, I want to see the Titans win, just because I think that'd be cool for the state of Tennessee, but. I th- like I kind of want the I like the Chiefs too. Like I, I don't dislike them at all. I kind of oh. like Patrick Mahomes, so I, I think it'd be cool if they won too. No, no, Titans, no. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with the first part of what you said, but it's not gonna be cool if they win. You don't you don't like the Chiefs? You're not big no, no, Chiefs. no. I don't dis. I, the first part, I I'm okay oh, with. Okay. Like I don't. There's nobody I dislike on that team. Yeah. Um, really, I guess I'm trying to think if there is. I've just had a lot of those guys on my fantasy team. Yeah, so it, but I would much rather the Titans win. Actually, I'm, I mean, I'm cheering. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, if we're, I thought you're, I thought we were talking about oh, the, the Texans, Texans game. Too. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So I, I, thought you meant next I would week. rather the the Chiefs win that game than the Texans. Okay, That's, I mean, it's a division rival. I mean, I, I guess you wanted to play them, but you played them in Week 17. So I wanted to play them because I was fairly confident the Titans would win. Yeah. This one, I'm like, I mean, this is going to be a tough game. The good news is you stopped the. Uh, the best player in the NFL this past week. You did. So it's, it should all be downhill from there. Right. You hit the peak. It should all be downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about the Titans here later on in the show. We're also going to talk about Trey Smith and his announcement. We'll talk about the offensive line. We got some basketball talk after their win over South Carolina. We're going to talk about the coaching carousel. There's been some interesting coaching moves, some that I would not believe were going to happen. Yeah. Um, we are also going to talk about the national championship. That's tomorrow night in new Orleans. Then we've got some the Titans and the, some segments for you. Before we get into that, though, Landon's going to tell you all about our friends at Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Any financial needs you may come in contact with, Commercial Bank has your back. Go check them out. So first off, Trey Smith. He's made his decision. He's not looking back. Sounds familiar. I've heard that once. Heard that. That's Feels beautiful. good. That, that's, I mean, could, can you make an announcement any better than that? No. I mean, what a... First off, it was... Uh, 
it was a little, you know, tearjerker moment. Talking about his mom and how he's going to honor his commitment to her and his promise to her. Yeah. Um, and then he brings around full circle with the tenant. First off, I need an edit. If anybody's good enough to do it, an edit of the screen behind him needs to be the this whatever flag banner that Peyton's Peyton had. Yeah. yeah. Was it the rifleman? It was like the it was there was the rifleman was in the logo, but it was like a different Vols logo. It wasn't just. It was like brown. There was, there was some brown in it, yeah. and, it's, and then the uh, Vols mm-hmm. um, script. But yeah, so I was hoping it would. As he start, I guess no one really knew though. Well, some social media guys knew, so they could have made it happen. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I feel like we don't utilize that screen enough when we have announcements and press conferences. I've seen the screen. It's definitely doable. It's like, doable. They could have done that. That's an awesome screen. Yeah, they need to use it. Um, obviously the announcement itself was awesome. Then the, you know, what it means is really, really cool. Um, because I feel like this is a team that needed as little setbacks as possible because next year is not gonna, you're still lacking depth in some areas. The places you have kind of fixed some depth, you fix the depth, but it's young guys. You're bringing in young guys. Yeah. Um, some, you know, some things that are obviously going to kind of hold you back. Um, so to, to add, to keep any experience and then to keep experience with talent like that mm-hmm. is such a positive. I feel like this helps this team a ton. Um, not just for the offensive line, but also the leadership it brings back. Yeah. And I think you're starting in the trenches that, you know, that's, that's where you win football games in the SEC and you get your best player, arguably, arguably your best player. I would say he's our best player back for next season. Yeah. <clears throat> and back in a position where two years ago, that was Tennessee's biggest weakness. And for it to, you know, come full circle in 2020, that looks like the strength of this team. Yeah. Especially if you're able to get Cade Mays. Um, But even if you're not, you you don't lose anybody. Right. And the Cade Mays eligibility thing seems like it's on the right track. It's wild. Yeah. It's definitely wild. Yeah. I mean, like like you said, it's just big for this team to just have that leadership because Trey Smith, whether anybody around the program would want to admit this, He's been a leader since he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And and just mm-hmm. to have him back with that offensive line. And, you know, there were some young guys. You know, he played next to Wanya Morris most of, most of the season. And for him to just be able to coach him up and, and get him on the right track to play in the SEC, I think it'll be huge for not only the offensive line, but this whole entire offense. Yeah, and it's I think it's going to be the – you talk about how the offensive lines are strong suit. I don't know if we're ready to kind of roll into that offensive outlook, offensive line outlook, but it's going to be a strong suit of this team. And not only is that big for the SEC, everybody we talk to, everybody knows mm-hmm. that you win SEC football games in the trenches. Yeah. So that's big to return that. But you also, one of your weak spots, quarterback. And I mean, by the end of the season, you hope it could be, you know, a poly, one of your strong suits, but to expect a freshman to roll in here and just have it right off the bat. If he's the starter, we don't even know if he'll be the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is placing expectations really high. So to have an offensive line like this, and then you return guys like Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, uh, Tim Drew, you have all these guys that yep. can hopefully get the running game going with a good offensive line. That makes that allows your running your, your quarterback to get comfortable. And, um, you know, if we can be impactful in the running game early on, hopefully that will allow either a freshman quarterback – or a redshirt senior quarterback to get comfortable early on in the year. Yeah, I've, I've 100% believe we are one decent quarterback away from being a really good football team. Uh, I, 
I would agree with that almost. I'm going to also put it on our defensive line. Defensive line is a big question mark that we've got to solve. And I, I think I've said it to you. I've said it to several people. The good news about the defensive line is I feel like we have a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. It's just young. Yeah. That's one of the places that it's young talent. And if the defensive line can uh, surprise me this year, then you're right. But the good thing about – I mean, when you when you look at guys like Morvin Joseph, you have to assume – I mean, that he looks like a man-eater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – He's a he, large yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's been eating SEC quarterbacks for breakfast since he was like six. That picture that I posted a it's couple scary. weeks ago, that, I mean, that's – you can't you can't coach that. I mean, you just pray to God he's on your team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he's – that looks like a junkyard dog. Yeah. That has been eating God knows what for the last ten years. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you with the defensive line. I, I think they're much improved. I think mm-hmm. they're a lot better than what we thought they would be. Absolutely. Oh, I would – Especially towards the end of the year. They improved over the course of the year. Right. So, I, I think with quarterback, you know, that's the most important position in sports. Mm-hmm. And so, with the struggles we had at that position this year, I feel like – I think you would agree with this. We're in New York Six Bowl if we have good quarterback play throughout the entire season. We probably win those first two games, right? You, you definitely beat BYU. Yeah. And I'm almost certain you beat Georgia State. Um, yeah. the, the only thing about Georgia State – is our team just – the entire team looks so lackluster. Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's why it's hard to say. It wasn't just on the quarterback. Right. And neither was the BYU game. But if you have better quarterback play, you, that that probably gets your whole offense up. And you're not you're not chalking the last play down to a busted cover because right. you're, you're two, three scores ahead by that right. point. Um, so that – but I would agree with you. Yeah, If you have decent quarterback play, you're, you're – I would put it like a 80% chance you're in New York's New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the quarterback position is, like you said, the most important in all of football – a very important position and i you know the importance going into this year especially when you look at this offensive line you know cannot be you can't over i mean it is so crucial now there's other keys to this team that have been good but like you said defensive line is trending in the right direction you do have quite a bit to replace but it was trending in the right direction when it was all said and done um so i mean that i think quarterback is the biggest question but i think there's two big questions on this team yeah. and that's defensive line and, and quarterback play offensive line though I don't think there's any questions. The Great Wall of Knoxville, is that what we're calling it? Maybe. Um, I just did, said the we wall. Did it, we but. did it at less than half the cost of Donald Trump. I refuse to believe we did it for free. I, I refuse to believe that. There was a bag man in Cade Mays' Do you think Donald Trump is going to call Tennessee and be like, hey, what are y'all doing up there? I think to... he's going to try to figure it out. I think yeah. uh, I think Brian Niedemeyer may be out um, on the recruiting on the uh, campaigning trail this this 2020 cycle. Oh, so that, that's Trump. that's who Donnie T is calling, is, is Niedemeyer trying to recruit him some – some uh, some wall guys. I, I don't. I'm sure. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how all that works. But uh, I imagine Brian Nehemiah may be doing some campaigning this this 2020. Yeah. Uh, but good yeah, for him to I mean, to put all these guys in place. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna read off some of the names that I was like when you look at their their size alone. You're, yeah. You're the Great Wall. Um, Jackson Lampley, Brandon Kennedy, Jameer Johnson, Wanya Morris, Darnell Wright, Trey Smith, Jerome Carvin, Chris Akprogrene, Ollie Lane, Cooper Mays, Cade Mays. Um, Javante, these are guys that are coming in. Javante Spragans and James Robinson. Yeah, the, all those guys are six three, six four plus, plus three hundred. We're big, big dudes. And then a lot of those guys are very talented. And I'm not saying that like I hope they're talented at the college level. Seventy five percent of the guys I just named have proven they're that good at the college level. So we do have a question. So I'm going to go ahead and get into that real quick. So Andrew Stubbs asked. O-line, what's the two deep? How's the depth in 2020? I think Caleb kind of read you off all the names that we have on the offensive line. A lot of those guys have a lot of playing experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we did lose Ryan Johnson, Marcus Tatum. But those guys, you know, they were 
I'm not going to take away anything they did at the University of Tennessee, but I think with the depth and the size that we're bringing in, they're just trying to – they're kind of getting lost in the fold. We just replaced them pretty yeah. much and probably got better. <clears throat> yeah. Now, five of those – three of those guys I read haven't played a snap of college football. Uh, four of them, I guess. And then uh, the other one hadn't played much. But, see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of those guys have very – Did you mention Calvert too? K. Ron Calvert? I did not. Okay. Yeah, that's, there's another one. Yeah. So, eight of those guys I mentioned, though, have serious college football playing time. Yeah. And are going to be very, very impactful this year. Um, as far as starters go, did I, I don't even – okay, I did read Darnell Wright. I was like, did I write Darnell Wright down? Um, as far as starters go, I think that's – that you know, we can guess right now. Without knowing whether Cade Mays is eligible or not, it's tough to determine too deep or even starting lineup. Because if he is eligible, he's a starter. Oh, yeah. He's a day one starter on right. his line. Um, and then, you know, as – Unfortunately for Trey Smith, with his health, you don't know what his playing time will look like because it's day-to-day, week-to-week. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with his mentality, I expect him to play every game, whether he'll start every game you know, or play all game every game. I think that's a you know to be determined because, like I said, it's week by week. But he'll play. I mean, that he came back to the University of Tennessee not only to get his, deg- to get his degree, but to play, to win – Hopefully to win the East and hopefully to compete for an SEC championship. Yeah, and to compete, and I, I think to increase his draft grade. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and to but prove that, yeah. to prove to NFL scouts that whatever his practice schedule and stuff is, he's able to play and, and not only play but produce right at the offensive line. And and so I, I kind of have the two deep down. Okay. Um, and, and you can you can disagree or you can add in somebody if you want to, but I think left tackle, Juan Morris. Left, he he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, being a was he day one starter? Like te- damn, I mean, damn near. <laughs> yeah, technically, I guess is my question. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, he was an early enrollee, so I would say by the time fall camp, he was he was going to be a starter. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy who came in. Everybody expected him to start. He did it, and he shored that. Like there were no questions as the season went along. It right. was just he was who he was. Yep. Uh, and so left guard, I have Trey Smith. Center, Brandon Kennedy, obviously. Um, right guard, I have Cade Mays. Um, you know, that that's to be determined if he right. will be eligible. But if he is, I would – he played most of his snaps at Georgia last year at guard. Right. Um, at, at right, right – or left guard, actually. Um, so, I think that's where he fits in at. That, that's – we've kind of experimented at that position. Um, so, I, I would like for him to come in and just be that starter. And then – Left tackle, I have Darnell Wright. I think, you know, later on in the year he kind of struggled. I don't know if he was dealing with injury or whatever. He, he did battle with some injury towards yeah. the end of the year. Um, so. and, and that's just you're, you're playing a lot more games than you would have in, you know, it, it's difficult to come in as a freshman and play that many games and stay healthy the entire Yeah, And it's a lot more season. physical. And yeah. you mentioned how Wanya Morris was an early enrollee, so he had that time in the strength and conditioning program. Darnell Wright didn't get that, Yeah, you know, hopefully with a, a full offseason, maybe a little bit more healthier, a little bit stronger. Yeah, he also didn't and, play next to Trey Smith. And he battled some injury before he even got on campus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I have those five as my spar- starters. Do you disagree with any of no, those? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, so, In a perfect world, those are your starters. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and everybody knows at Tennessee, it's it's hard to predict because there's so there's been so many injuries. You know, we're getting a lot better at that. Yeah. But, you know, in the past, it's hard to predict. This kind of stuff because you never know what's going to happen. And a lot of people are crediting it, cre- crediting, 
Craig Fitzgerald, and I'm not trying to discredit him because obviously it matters with your strength and conditioning program, but you also have to talk about what the whole coaching staff has has done as a whole to create a culture of, you know, keep people healthy even when they may not be fully healthy. Yeah. Because that's important. It's because, like, do, do you want to sit to the sideline and, and because Pruitt makes it harder Yeah, for guys. Like, if, if you're going to not practice, you're going to be doing something you don't like. Culture in my opinion, is the number one re like the number one reason Butch Jones dealt with the injuries he dealt with. Oh yeah. And any, any if you look at any program with a lot of injuries, it's culture. Mm-hmm. And you talk about these guys if you if you aren't hurt at the end of your SEC, if you aren't sore, maybe limping, you know, take an ice bath, have ice packs on after an SEC game, you weren't playing. No. No. Yeah, the, the physicality comes, is just insane. Yeah, it comes with the territory. Like, yep. So, uh, too deep, I have um, at left tackle, I have Jameer Johnson. You know, I, he's kind of put some weird tweets out there. I don't know if he will actually be at Tennessee come the fall. But he's here right now. So, you know, I think he he's worked a ton just to get up to 300 pounds. He's right around probably 290. I think they had him listed at like 310 on the roster. Yeah. So he's probably around 290 yeah. if I had to guess. Um, then uh, left guard, I have uh, Locklear, Riley Locklear. Okay. Um, center, I have Jerome Carvin because he was he was actually going to start if Brandon Kennedy couldn't go mm-hmm. in the um, Tax Slayer Bowl. Um, and then right guard, who did I have at? See, this one's hard for me. I think Chris Akpirogane would be the one that I kind of slot in here. Um, and then Karon Calvert would be my right tackle. Okay. But those starters, I I did some some math. Our average starters would average 6'5", 317 pounds on our offensive line. If that was your starting lineup. Yeah. And it wouldn't drop by much if you went too deep. No. That's, that's big. Yeah. I, I think Alabama was 6'4", 321. So, yeah. we're, I mean, we're – as big as anybody else in the country. When you you quote what Alabama's was, and I think a lot, I think some people will be like, I mean, that, that, what's what what's the correlation? It's not a secret to what makes successful teams. No, like a lot of people want to talk about this this new age of NFL, um, this new age of college football. Look at the teams that have won, won consistently and the kind of offense they run and the kind of offensive line they have. Look at the Titans last night. Yeah, it's not a secret. If you dominate the line of scrimmage. You will win more games than you lose. What What does every high school coach preach? They They coach bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. That That's not like you said. It's not a secret. No. And and I, <laughs> I will kind of get into basketball later. Like the the core values that have won always still win today. Yeah. Now there might be some tweaks to the game that maybe take over for a time, and maybe some small things that creep in that affect games in different ways. But the things that have been winning games forever still win games now. Yeah, that's why you continue to pay Craig Fitzgerald the money you do yeah. because you you, you need to get bigger, you need to get faster, you need to get stronger. And you give him a raise if someone tries to coach him. <laughs> yeah, take that, Maryland. <laughs> yeah, the Great Wall of Knoxville, I'm excited. Uh, we also have some other guys coming back. Brinston Magley announced that he's coming back. I and thought the that draft was, portal. Yeah, that was kind of strange. <laughs> um, that, that wretched draft portal. I mean, I, Kept him away from it. It's weird to me just because – you don't really see that very often. Mm-hmm. And I think with um, – but who was the Florida State kicker? Um, 
Aguayo, Robert Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. after that fiasco, like they drafted him like fourth round or something like that. It yeah. was, and then he didn't even pan out. In fairness, there's a lot of <laughs> kickers that have been drafted before him and after him that have done just fine. Right. And Smaglio, I don't know if he would have been drafted. He would have been signed immediately after the draft. And oh yeah, I'm pretty confident the way he kicks, he would have done just fine in the league. So. But I think the just, I think people leave early just because. You never know how long you're going to – but I, I think a kicker – you see kickers like uh, Janikowski. Yeah. He played in the 1998 National Championship, and he's is right. he, he's still in the NFL, isn't he? Janikowski – Or just uh, left yes, if, he, think if he, he didn't. I think he is. Yeah, he no, he got injured this year, right? Yeah, maybe that's I right. I think he got injured – he okay. played for the Patriots, correct? Mm-hmm. I think he got injured like midway through the season and – Yeah, Mason Crosby. I mean, he is a full head of gray hair. Like, yeah. you, you can play a long time – in I'd the, say in the NFL, so I thought that was kind of strange. But I'm glad he's coming back. Right. Don't get me wrong. Sure, I would imagine the announcement was due to everybody else making an announcement mixed <clears> with he had the opportunity. I would think, yeah, um, to go and make money. Like you know, if, I think most people think if you had the opportunity to go make money, go do it. So maybe that's why he felt the need to. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing with Trey Smith. If somebody would have put a gun to my head and and said, "What is Trey Smith? What do you think Trey Smith does?" I would have said he's gone. He would have died. <laughs> I would have died. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was a betting man, I probably would have bet on him going to the NFL and getting paid. But I think he just loves the University of Tennessee. Yeah, I think that – I think mixed with the, uh, you know, the not great draft grade by the, the oh, draft yeah. board, which I was kind of surprised by because, like, I was thinking surely he knows what his worth is. And I think he does, but he also knows he's going to get his degree. But the thing is, he could have gone and gotten drafted and gotten his degree. He finishes up in May. Yeah. So – he could have trained here in Knoxville and been just fine. But a guy that's willing to just bet on himself, you know, I I tip my hat to that. Yeah. And I'm excited for him to come back and excited for the impact he'll have on this team. Because, um, I mean, he's going to, like I said, he's going to impact more than just the offensive line. He's going to impact the whole team. Yeah. And hopefully he impacks. So that's four or five our, stars. Yeah. Um, in a six-year center. Yeah. And hopefully he impacts more than our, uh, more than just the team, but also the, uh, the wardrobe. And we wear a lot of orange britches this year. Yeah, and they honored the the football team at the basketball game yesterday, and he came out with a cowboy hat. I love that. I'm, lo- I'm gonna have to get me a cowboy hat now. Yeah, hopefully, K. Mays. I don't even know where you get a cowboy hat. Do they have just sure cowboy hat shops somewhere in Severe? Oh, I'm sure in Severe they have got like buy three get oh, seven yeah. free. Gatlinburg definitely <laughs> has like weird shops that you're probably the only person in there when you go in. Yeah, but they somehow have been there for ten years. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> yeah, like, how are you making money? And they're giving away hats when you walk in. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. It's it's like the boot sale that you buy one and get like three for free. They're, the boot like sales that. are crazy. Yeah. I need to start wearing boots, I guess, because you yeah. get a lot of free boots. I don't know. I wonder if there's like a there's got to be a restriction on what boots you can actually buy, right? Surely, I worked at one of those outlets, and like we had different sales all the time. It was like minimum we would always have at least twenty five percent off everything in the store. Hmm. Like minimum. And then some things would be like 50% off. Wow. Yeah. I, I never understood it. I was like, yeah. I don't think we're making money at this point, guys. Yeah. And we weren't because we closed down. Losing it. <laughs> but, um, so moving into C- Cade Mays, Tom Mars is his attorney. How weird is this situation? It's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my entire I mean, life. I don't understand exactly. <clears throat> I mean, Tom Mars is very confident he's going to be eligible. I imagine that has to do with the lawsuit. We talked about that, you know, what Brian Rice said about it. So I'm, I'm curious if that's the angle. I don't remember. Did you? Did Tom Mars say anything exactly? Did he, 
Did he cite the lawsuit when he said, I think he'll be eligible? I can't remember. I looked at it as when they actually released that, when they released the, because Georgia wasn't supposed to announce that. Somebody had About Georgia the lawsuit, like it announced it and made leaked. it public. And so that's when Tom Morris kind of went public and he was like, kind of like they're going to pay for that is what kind of I got from it. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it getting leaked helps right. his case at all. But I think with the NCAA, they like if you just log her up, they're like, oh, we don't want any part of that. Right. With okay. Justin Fields, because, <clears throat> I mean, that was. The Justin Fields will never make sense to me. No. Will never make sense. No. It then, blows my mind. And then they got a. Did they ever say, like, why he was made eligible? Like, what was. I thought, I thought he was. Like, he announced he left because of the baseball player that was yelling ah, racist stuff. Smart. That's a smart move. But what, it's weird. The one the baseball player kicked out of school? Yeah. But it's weird that's because they just got a transfer from Wake Forest. He's a black quarterback. But that's that's a smart move by the by Justin Fields and his family. And his and was yeah. it Tom Mars? Yeah, Tom yes. Mars. Genius. Yeah, they I mean smart guy. That's that that's a good move. I okay. Yeah, you gotta play the game. Which is play the card you're dealt, man. I mean, looking back, are you just not kicking yourself? Of keeping Jake Fromm instead of Justin Fields. I mean, not, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure you are. I mean, I, I think Justin Fields is better than Jake Fromm, especially this year. He regressed. I would agree. I think Justin Fields, in, especially by the end of his career. Yeah. Whether you can argue this year or not, I'd say it'd be close. Let's be honest. Let's look at the defenses week in and week out. Yeah. So I'd say this year was pretty close, but by the end of his career, next year you're gonna go. Probably should have just kept Justin Fields around. Right. Yeah. Probably should have done everything in our power. Um. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Uh, you ready to move on to some basketball? Yeah. All right. It. Let's, uh, before oh, we, we jump, we do have some um, have football questions. Yeah. We have oh, some let's football, question. football questions. Then. All right. So Tanner Schofield said, is there a better offensive line in the country? Assuming Cade is allowed to play. I would think you would have to write it down on paper and convince me otherwise that there's a better offensive line and not, I'm not really trying to be biased. I am a little bit, <laughs> but just put us on paper. You would have to like absolutely have a freaking some dogs on that offensive line to to convince me otherwise. I mean, I'm with you. I, first off, I need to say I'm not paying attention. Obviously, Georgia's offensive line isn't gonna be as good next year. They've lost what four starters now. Yeah. Um, but like teams like LSU and Alabama's. I mean, I need to look at them. I would assume their offensive line is gonna be yeah just I mean, this quality. There's some guys going to the draft. Yeah. But when you look at like we're returning Trey Smith, we get Cade Mays. Brandon Kennedy just got better each game. I mean, yeah. when you look, Juan A. Morris is just a freshman. Darnell Wright was injured and just a freshman. When you look at guys like that, I'm with you. I think it's safe to assume we're going to have one of the better lines in the country. Now, again, I want to see it all written out. Yeah. But I'm with I mean, it's got to be one of the best offensive lines in the country. Got to. Um, there's another one. So, Tommy Day said, where do we stand with Hardy and Weidman? Hmm. Um. I don't really know much about Weidman. I think that's kind of late. He is um, supposed to come here next weekend for an official visit. He's a four-star wide receiver. Um, Jay Hardy, it, it looks, you know, there was Harrison Bailey, Kavaris Crouch, Henry Toa Tyler Barron were, were at Catholic the other night watching him play basketball for Macaulay. 
I think there's a lot of talk between Jay Hardy and Tennessee. But he did mention to Austin Price that he needs a better relationship with the coaching staff here. And so that's that's if we don't get Jay Hardy, that's on the coaching staff. That yeah. has nothing to do with anything else. That's that's a miss. Is he a is he a priority right now? Is he's he's the number one priority so in how, my opinion. So that's like do you believe sorry. You believe it should be a priority, I guess. Yeah. Do, do you know or do you think it's a priority for the coaching staff? Oh yeah. So I mean, why what's missing in that relationship if they know it's priority but he can't? I mean, I think it had to do with Rodney Garner at Auburn being his position coach and him just recruiting his butt off to get Jay Hardy to commit. He didn't get him to sign. That that's one thing that's has Tennessee's that's yeah. in Tennessee's favor. He did not sign. But I think Tracy that, Rocker just hasn't done a good a, job, in my opinion, of of locking that down. That's just a weird thing because you 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 say you believe it's a priority for Tennessee, but that's weird to me that they can't get that relationship, you know, kind of shored up when it's, see you, I, and you I would think it's a priority. I mean, you assume he's a priority. He's one of the better defensive linemen in the country. He's in Chattanooga. He, you have plenty, you have room for him. You're good, and mm-hmm. from everything we've heard, you're going to make room for him. But you can't get that relationship built. That seems very strange to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I kind of look at it, it's Tracy Rocker not doing a good job of recruiting. Do we? I mean, with recruiting kind of dying out for the 2020. I mean, I feel like you got to send in one of your. Yeah, your I, big guns I think here. I think Ansley and the good thing is they. Um, I don't think Pruitt has went in home with him. So that that was huge that we didn't get him to signs because Auburn's already used their in-home visit. Okay. So Tennessee has that for him. And it's he lives in he lives in Chattanooga, so it's gonna be nothing for him. He expects to come up here for a basketball game. It's nothing for him to just come up for an official visit right. where the, as Auburn, it, it's gonna be a lot more difficult for him to travel all the way to the plains. It's how far is it from Auburn, though? Three hours? Can't be much farther. No, it's probably not that far, farther, but you can go up there for – you can come to the basketball day, game and come back. Yeah. Like, it's not – The uh, Is he from Chattanooga, or is he, like, boarding at Macaulay? Is Macaulay a boarding school? I'm not sure on that. Always. I think he's he's always played um, – In Chattanooga, so he's probably he's Yeah, probably and, and those private school divisions, they've all played, like, AAU basketball together, so Keyshawn Lawrence knows him pretty well. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's Tennessee's definitely number one priority. I don't know much about the Wadman kid. I think they want to add another another receiver, but I think they're willing to. With all with the Velas Jones taking a spot, Cade Mays taking a spot. I think they only got like three spots in this class. Yeah. D Beckwith is going to be one. Jay Hardy would be another, and then I guess just the best available guy. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean I think. We talk, I talked about earlier, earlier the how important this defensive line. I mean, Jay Hardy just makes your defensive line better. Yeah, you got. I feel like you. I'm with you. I feel like you got to go get him. And and Aaron Hayden mentioned that Jay Hardy was the best player that he saw this year in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, you got to go get him. Yep, you got to go get him. I want to see it. Send need mine. And you're and you you have your. I mean, I'm with you. Surely it's priority if you have. Surely those. I mean, they may have taken it upon themselves, but I would imagine those guys went to Catholic. At the request of the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. So, surely it's something. Before we get into basketball, I'm going to tell you all about my friends at 865 Axe Throwing. 
It is a one of a kind of experience. It's perfect for date night, birthdays, anniversaries, friends night out, wedding parties, corporate team building events, A65 axe throwing where locals hang out. They're the first axe throwing range in Knox County and the only outdoor range in the area. They have friendly and knowledgeable axe coaches that can teach anyone how to throw confidently and safely. Once you stick your first axe, you will be hooked. It's located only 15 minutes from downtown. Their atmosphere can't be beat. Throw axes, play cornhole, tabletop checkers, mega jinga, or just hang out by the fire. They are family-friendly farm fun. Guys, go check them out over at 865 Axe Throwing. You can find them on Twitter and Facebook. I also got, I can help you out there. $5 off if you use the promo code More Important Issues at checkout. Check in. Sorry, check in. Mm. Use promo code More Important Issues. Yeah, we need to go there. You want to go this weekend, actually? Sure. Is there a basketball game? I'm terrible at the basketball it's, schedule. It's uh, it's at six o'clock. It's Vanderbilt. It's at, it's away. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Maybe it's away. No, I think it's at home. It's home. But it's six o'clock, so we can go earlier. Yeah, I'm down. Word. Let's do it. South Carolina, Tennessee. Let's get into this ugly win. Oh First God. off, some people have said there's no such thing as an ugly win, and you think every girl you've scored's a ten. There are such things as an ugly win. Trust me. But I will say this. An ugly win is way better than a pretty loss. Way That's true. Better. That's true. I will take an ugly win every day I mean, a that, pretty loss. There, there's definitely a such thing as an ugly win, and that was yeah. yesterday. I mean, it was bad. I mean, you can't expect to shoot the way that you did and win a basketball game. No. You can. I, it's the same thing about Missouri. If Missouri was a good basketball team, they would have won. If South Carolina was a good basketball team, they would have won on Saturday. Yeah. But they're not good, and they lost. <laughs> I mean, so that makes me feel better. I, I don't think we're a very good basketball team right now. That's just the reality of it. But South Carolina is just as bad as we are. There's some key things, too, that I think can take us from a bad basketball team to a decent basketball team very quickly. Now, there's some things that are going to always hold us back. When you lose one of your best players on the team due to injury in Lamonte Turner, that hurts. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have the size right now. And you, you expected to have a seven-foot center. That hurts. But the fact of the matter is that you – aren't rebounding the basketball you aren't shooting the basketball well no nope. and not only are you not shooting well you're just not doing good stuff on the offensive end why in the world jordan bowden and i don't i'm not saying he was coached to shoot that but i don't think there was much of a play shoots a contested three with 10 seconds left four seconds left in the shot clock and airballs it is beyond me we're not we're either I don't know if we're being overcoached or undercoached on the offensive end, but the fact of the matter is we're being poorly coached on the offensive end. And I I mean, I, I agree with you. The the one for seventeen, one for twelve from three, like that just can't happen. And And I'm with it, everyone who thinks we need he needs to shoot his way out of a slump. I'm with you. Shoot your way out of a slump. But you also have to understand that you shot one for sixteen. Yep. You can't be the one taking that specific shot. No. So is it is it time to just sit him for a I'm, little bit? I'm with Barnes. It's one of those things. I think let's let's try to sit him. Maybe see if that motivates him. But well, you got to do something different. That's right. that's the thing. You have mm-hmm. to do something different. Um, what is what it's what is it? Insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah, you have to try something different. Mm-hmm. Now I like Bowden. I'm not even saying necessarily cut down his minutes significantly. He can play 27 minutes from the bench. Yeah, but he's he needs to sit. He maybe in fact he. He was pulled off the court. I'm surprised he logged 33 minutes. He was pulled off the court quite a bit the other night. Yeah, and was it last year that he came off the bench a lot yeah, and played so, well? Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, let's try. Is he really giving that much more production than Devontae Gaines and right. Jalen Johnson? Shooting one for 17? No, you can't argue that. He's no. not giving you any production. So, why is he playing so much? Yeah. If he's just hurting you, that's that's hurting the team. Right. And it's crazy last year that we scored so many points that we had games that we were scoring 100 points, and now we're just snipping 50? Yeah. Ugh, man. it's It was so terrible to watch. I, I know you – you said you were watching um, junior pro basketball. <laughs> you are like watching fifth, fifth graders play, yeah. and you come in, and then you have to watch that. So I, I felt for you on Saturday because you had to watch two, two – A lot of turnovers between Terrible basketball. And I don't know which game had more turnovers either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one. That's another thing I want to uh, – rebounding is my biggest thing right now. And it's not necessarily even just rebounding. It's like the act of – we're not even doing the act of rebounding. Like we're not even attempting we, – We can't even catch a basketball. It, it's – we have so many turnovers just because we can't. We don't have guys that can catch a yeah. basketball. Yeah, and and we have guys like, look, I'm I like Kumwa. I think as far I know he's a freshman. I think he's rusty. I think he deserves more looks, more opportunities. But you crap away those opportunities when you're wide open in the paint and get a ball thrown at you. Maybe a little hard, but you don't even have your hands up ready to catch it. Yeah, and. When we get the ball in the paint, why do we always have to put it on the floor? We put it in the floor and run into somebody taller than us. We don't have any size. So, when you get the ball and there's no one around you, shoot the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was fresh. I mean, Fulgerson definitely had a, a good game yesterday statistically, but there was times that he struggled. I mean, but, he, he did give up a lot of points from – I was about to say, the guy who was guarding scored almost half their points. Yeah. I mean – and then at one point when he starts finally keying on him, he he wouldn't help he wouldn't help defend to go defend him. I don't know how you say his name. Kotsar. Co- Kotsar is yeah. it Kotsar? Yeah. He would go defend Kotsar on the perimeter. Are you that scared of him on the perimeter? How many times did he shoot from fifteen plus feet? He didn't he, attempt a three, so he he's not wasn't shooting that playing far. good basketball on the defensive end. Fulkerson no. wasn't. He was playing all right basketball on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, right, again, cool. he was he was a black hole. Um, he did make all of his free throws. I'll give him that, and did <laughs> have get at, did have ten rebounds. Um, I but, mean, he, the fact that he was our best rebounder just shows you how poor we're rebounding right now. I think the fact that he was our best player yesterday it, shows how poor we're playing. <laughs> yeah, it, it shows how I guess the lack of talent is on that this basketball team right now. Yeah, I mean, there are so many there. There's a lot of things we've got to fix in a hurry too. Um, I mean. Turnovers is the first thing. 19 turnovers. All I've got to say about that is thank God South Carolina had 19 turnovers Yeah. Um, as well. And then you know, Vascovi, I think Vascovi is doing a lot of good things for us, but he cannot turn the ball over seven times. That no. is unacceptable. Um, but he did give you a spark. So, yeah. yeah, he did have seven turnovers, but with Bowden one for 17, he didn't do really anything else. He had six points. He got to the free throw line three or four times. Or got to the free throw line four times. He cashed in on three of them. But Pons was 0 for 7. But at least he impacted the game in some other way. He had five blocks and seven rebounds. So at least he's doing something on the rebounds. other end. I I can't believe he had seven rebounds. I mean, how many did he miss? Ten? They were probably just after he blocked the ball. <laughs> I mean, uh, he probably missed ten, ball, ten balls off the rim. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, we... <laughs> All of our guys. It's tip. It's like watching girls basketball. They all like stand in a huddle and tip, 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 no, tip. I mean, I don't think we. I think the only person that's attempted to box someone out this year is John Fulgerson, but he's so slow he can't. All he's still finding his man. 
still putting his hands on his man when the ball comes off the rim. Yeah, we gave, gave up 18 offensive rebounds yesterday. You're not going to win any games when you're giving Again. up that many second-chance points. Again, thank God South Carolina gave up 13. Yeah, and thank God A.J. Lawson for them was 0, 0 for 7. South that was Carolina's their best play. terrible. Yeah, they're bad. The only thing they kind of do good is they make you play hard on the offensive end because they're in your face, but they foul you 75% of the time. Yeah, and I'm sorry <laughs> to keep bringing up last year because last year's over, and I'm tired. I'm kind of tired of people talking about it, but I think it needs to happen right here is – Tennessee blows out this South Carolina team by 45 points. You know what they don't do? They don't turn the ball over 19 times, and they don't give up more than three offensive rebounds. Yeah, and, and that's the key. I th- I th- yeah, I think we're a bad basketball team, but we're also helping the other team out so yeah. much that it's it's making it even worse. And then how many times did we turn the ball over yesterday and then foul someone immediately after? Yeah. So you're not only giving them a second chance, you're also giving them a third chance by bailing them out of a bad shot or a bad pass by fouling them. Mm-hmm. It's bad basketball. And I, I said it to my brothers. We're talking about the game. And I said, we've lost our identity. When this team was undersized before Kyle Alexander started playing good basketball, you know what we still did? We out-rebounded teams. Yeah, because there, lost was, our there identity. was effort. We've, and and that is that is another thing I want to say. There's effort. But it's effort in the right areas. Because I think there's effort. It takes effort to win a basketball game when you're playing poorly. That's true. You try to. Yeah. But... But jumping at the rim, you're still trying hard. You're exerting a lot of energy. But it's not good basketball. It's not good effort. You're, yeah. Good effort is finding your man, clearing him out of the lane, and if you don't grab the rebound, one of your teammates did because you got a body out of the lane. Yeah, when you're jumping at the rim, you're just going past the rim, so it's not it's not helping anybody out. Yeah, yeah Fulgerson did have a put-back dunk, put dunk yesterday. That's the only one yesterday. That was the only and one. And I can assure you, that was not the only person that jumped at the rim after no. a ball. Pons does it literally every single time. I, I am I am astounded he had seven rebounds. Yeah, I can't. He would he would have twenty a game if, if he, he just put body on. Yeah, if he just jumped when the ball was actually coming off yeah. the rim. Yeah, I mean he out jumps everybody in the gym. That's awesome, but the ball still goes over your head or yeah. or it bounces away from you. Yeah, it literally <laughs> has to come when you jump up. It has to come right to you. If it doesn't, you're not getting the ball. Yeah, it's you're putting half your hands in luck. Yep, and. I don't know if you've watched many Tennessee sports, but luck is not on our side. No. I mean, it, it was great. I want to give John Fulgerson credit for the the end of the second half. I feel like he did play well. He did have, a t- like, you know, some some rebounds that just kept the clock moving. He did have that charge. Yeah. That and, it, the, and it was a great charge. His yeah. feet were set. I don't know why the dude kept dribbling at him. Right. He was so out of control. In fact, mm-hmm. he shot the ball from, like, here. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I didn't so, know who, I mean, was it AJ he, Lawson? Who was it that had the ball in that final possession? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do want to give him credit for that because I think he did play a pretty good second half. And Coatsar, I think he had like thirteen at the half. Yes, so he I mean, did have a lot of points. So we did have we did hold him. So I think Forreston did have a good second half. But man, it's just it's hard to watch just how diminished we are in the paint. Yeah, and it's going to take guys like. Fulgerson and Kumwa just being stronger. Fulgerson, it helped him one time on the offensive end, getting thrown around like a ragdoll. He got a foul call. But sometimes he gets thrown around like a ragdoll um, legally, and it yep. looks bad. Yeah. He's got to find a way to play stronger. I realize you can't just magically get stronger, but you've got to find a way to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Ease Ponds was 0 for, 0 for 12, too. 0 for 7. Oh, yeah, 0 for 7. Sorry. 
Yep. I was at I was adding up seven and five. Yeah, that that's what I was trying to say. At least he like did something yeah. on the defensive end where yeah. um, well, I mean Jordan Bowden did have five rebounds and two steals and two blocks. Jordan Bowden is impact Jordan Bowden's a good defender, and I think that's probably what's that's what I'm saying. You don't have to take away his minutes necessarily. Yeah. But I think you do need to sit him like more often. Like he takes a bad shot, pull him off. And he can go right back in after a minute, but pull him off when he takes a bad shot. Yeah. Like I don't understand why the Rick Barnes leash doesn't apply to Vescovi and Bowden right now. Like Vescovi makes a really stupid pass into into double team. He did get taken off off yesterday. I don't know if it was just because his minutes were right. up or, or what, but he he did get taken out a couple times yesterday. But he was in. But I feel like when you need a basket, he's in the game because Vescovi is. I mean, Jordan right. Bowden isn't really giving us anything, but at least Vescovi felt you, you felt his impact when he's able to knock down some shots. No, I mean. Vescovi is going to be important to this team, but what happened to last year when guys like Grant Williams turns the ball over and gets pulled out immediately? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that that's one thing that people just keep and, and on if, about. And Rick Barnes, and rightfully so, that it's – the leash applies to some people, but it doesn't apply to – I like Rick Barnes. Everybody. I think he's a great basketball coach. Yeah. I do. But we've lost our best assistant, and our team identity from the last two years is completely gone. Yeah. That that's I like Rick Barnes. I think he does a good job. I think he coaches them hard. I think he makes guys better players. But our best assistant left this offseason. And our team identity that that hard, that team that you were not you were gonna have to earn points in the paint. Like, I mean, you better be a dang good three point shooting team if you're gonna beat us. Mm-hmm. That identity's gone. Yeah, and I I think next year Barnes is gonna be heavily criticized if he doesn't get a big man yeah. somehow, some way. Urosh he might have it. I don't think we're sold. But, I mean, what what you have right now, and I'm not just hearing, like, oh, if we had Urosh, we would be – like, anybody at practice, I, I don't hear that from anybody, that he would be a, a difference maker. He might yeah. be, just just from the depth that we have right now. But as far as winning you games, I don't think it's going to be him. And we need somebody desperately Absolutely. in the paint for, for next year because you're so guard-heavy. That it's going to be great, but I think it's going to be the downfall of this team if you're not able to to have a big man that's it. Right, and even if, even if like Kumar improves, he's not big enough to no to do what what we need right now. He's not big. Enough. May I mean maybe you know his development comes in the off season and we're able to see him yeah. kind of grow for next year. But yeah, the way and we the way we look right now, Jalen Johnson didn't make a shot either. Good lord. How does a guy play 18 minutes and doesn't score off the floor? I don't understand why Bowden is shooting so much from behind the three. I mean, I get he's a three-point shooter, but... But when you don't have it, buddy, just take the the easy But you're probably, besides Pons, the best dunker on the team. Why don't you go to the rim? He he missed like two or three layups yesterday, too. Layups. That's wild. I mean, is that not like just junior pro basketball when you're little... You're like if if you're not shooting well, go to the rim. Yeah, that's what every even a coach that doesn't even pl- never played basketball in his life. That's one thing he knows. If you're not shooting well from that far away, maybe try to <laughs> shoot a little closer. And Josiah Jordan James has got to get out of the habit of turning the ball over and fouling people, or he's gonna be fouled out every game. I'll just about I feel like just about every time he turned the ball over, he was fouling somebody. He he needs to, he needs to shoot more. I mean, yeah, four for he's seven. Gonna, he's we, gonna have to. I mean, it's just the player he's going to have to be right now, especially when until Bowden starts shooting better. Yeah, I'm like, 
Side James, you are the best basketball player on this team. That's another thing Bowden can't do is not he can't shoot off the dribble, and I feel like we're asking him to do that a lot. I, I think what, what what what's one thing is because Fulgerson's such a black hole, he's never able to True. to spot up. Yeah, if Fulgerson receives the ball on the block, it's getting shot or turnover. Yeah. That is a hundred percent fact. He he did only have two turnovers yesterday. He had the least amount of turnovers of all our starters. It's wild. <laughs> Like you said, I mean, you have to give credit to Fulgerson, but that's bad for Tennessee when Fulgerson's your best player. Yep. And win, I like Fulgerson. A win is a win. I'll bring him some uh, pals. This team is definitely going to have to grind out a lot more to even sniff the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Thankfully, I mean, thankfully the SEC is down. It might help you. Georgia got beat by 22 the other night. Vanderbilt may have lost their best player due to injury. Ole Miss doesn't look good. I'm, I'm going down our next schedule. Kansas um, probably won't watch that game. <laughs> Mississippi State, did you see them fall apart last night? Uh-uh. They were beating LSU for a while and then got beat. Wow. Did you see Florida get absolutely spanked? I did. I did oh see that. Oh, my gosh. Missouri scored 90 on you? Go back home. <laughs> yeah, Missouri sucks. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. And then, oh, thank God we had to close out the year with Kentucky and Auburn. That'll be fun. <laughs> That'll be so much fun. Yeah, got to win those games uh, to even sniff the tournament. Because yeah. right now, you're not impressing anybody by any means. Oh, the Vanderbilt's away, so we can go out oh, to them whenever. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also, yeah, no, like you said, you got to win those games. The biggest thing is, is you got to win the games you're supposed to win, mm-hmm. and then you're probably going to have to make a run in the tournament. Yep. That SEC tournament. So scary. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild season. Probably yeah. a long season. I don't know if I'm in for it or not. I had, did you see my watch yesterday on the ride home? Because I'm just sitting there thinking about it, listening to freaking Bob ask these stupid questions to yeah. Rick Barnes, and my heart is just it's pounding. My watch is telling me to calm down. I'm like, do you understand <laughs> what I'm going through right now? I just watched us Caleb's win that game. risking his life. <laughs> I'm risking my life. They're trying to bring me down. Yeah, rise above hate, Caleb. That's all I got to say oh. for you. That's my only advice for you is rise above hate. Rise above it. Rise or hate will rise above you. Is that is that a saying? <laughs> God, that man is so weird. What do you think about Scobie's arm bite? Uh, so he did it for like a long time. Like, he, like, backpedaled 90 feet. Like I did it today in pickup basketball. You did not hit a single shot to me do that. What did you I do? Did. did you shoot an air ball and do it? Nope. <laughs> Nothing but nylon, baby. <laughs> nylon. I, I, I will say this. I didn't go one for 17. <laughs> I did that first night we played. No, that's not true. I had a couple layups. Yeah. What did, what did I We weren't at? shooting good, so what did you do? You went to the hole. Went to the hole, baby. That's another thing we're lacking. We have nobody who will go to the hole. We did shoot 28 free throws. I mean, a lot of those were... We got to the were, free throw line. We did. We did. A lot of those were at the end of the game. But, hey, you take them. You take those easy points any way you can get them. Yeah. If we don't go, we don't win this. We don't win that game. We went 28 times. And while I understand what we were doing in that final possession, like trying to waste it out where they only had six seconds left, I feel like we had an opportunity to go to the hole early in the shot clock. Do you not just take the points there with the way South Carolina shooting? Right? I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't – I can't here's comprehend the thing, what here's this the, team is trying to do. If you miss the layup, because you might, you know you're not getting the rebound, so I guess you do not shoot it. I guess so. Oh, it's just – like you said, it's bad basketball right now. It's just – and I have a – there's a little bit of hope, but until we get the turnovers and rebounding fixed, rebounding on our defensive end, you're going to be in an, a lot of ugly basketball games where you're going to get whooped. Yeah. I'll say this, just I, I kind of like to stay positive, and I probably shouldn't, but 
this team looks like it hasn't played with each other for a long time. Yeah. And the fact is they haven't. Right. No, that that is your like. So hopefully there's well, some, there's some brightness at the end of the tunnel where you hope this team finally the chemistry finally gets right. there where they're able to play better basketball. And I do want to call it that that is on the offensive end that looks that looks the case. And a lot of people when I issue mine is they're like that you have to understand this is a young basketball team. You knew what kind of year this is. And I'm like, I am with you on that. But the fact that we're not rebounding and we're turning the ball over so much, those aren't identities of Rick Barnes basketball teams. Mm-mm. And that's concerning. Yep. So but I'm with you. They're young. Hopefully we get those problems fixed. The 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 turnover issue though has gotten worse over the, throughout the year, right? Yeah, our defense has gotten worse. Yeah. I mean maybe that comes from losing Lamonte because Lamonte was probably our best defender. Right. Um yeah, I mean, we did hold a team to 55 points, I guess. I mean, I'm... Let's look at all the positives. Yeah, I'm trying to look at all the positives because there's just not a lot. There's not, you're right. I mean, we did kind of go... We, we did kind of give this team everything that they deserved, rightfully so. But we did win the game. So, I'll give them that. They did win. Red Panda was awesome, too. It, she was awesome. <laughs> she sucked at the end. Yeah. <laughs> But she no, but she got it. It was almost like she didn't go one for seventeen she either. Not. She went like one for eight. Yeah, <laughs> take that. <laughs> she had pawns. Uh, no, pawns was over. Who whose stats did she have? Air Gray had like Air Gray had a ton assists, of completed passes. Right? I'm surprised he could catch a bowl. Honestly, I was a little nervous about that. Also, I was like, please be plastic, <laughs> not glass. Yeah. <laughs> well, that the dude that was like. He was like running over to the bowls and handing them to Eric Gray. I'm like, dude, Eric Gray can pick up a bowl. I'm like, good lord, man. He's not like Pruitt's gonna be okay if the man picks up a bowl. He looked awkward, but at least he kind of also looked like he had having a time. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> he got the crowd pumped up for. It. He did. I like Eric Gray. I do too. I think I, he's gonna I, be. I a don't fan know why favorite. he's wearing a Flyers jersey. That's a little concerning, but doesn't seem like a team you should be a fan of. At least it had an orange in it, I guess. True, true. Fair. Let's talk about some coaching carousels. Coaching the coaching carousel. Dude, the West is nuts. Yeah. I don't like it's gonna be fun. Like in okay, so all the Tennessee fans were like, I want Mike Leach because it'll be fun. I am excited for Mike Leach to beat Mississippi State because you're right, it will be fun. But it will be fun from afar. Yeah. You know how absolutely just terrible to be to be a Mississippi State fan? Because you're going to get your ass whipped by somebody, and he's going to come in and talk about freaking Alexander the Great for 30 minutes in a press conference. Did you see him ringing the, the cowbell when he yeah. got off the plane? And he looks in the plane like, is this right? Am I doing this right? I mean, it, like you said, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be fun from afar. Yeah, I don't want to be. I, mean, I, I don't envy Mississippi State at all. No. I, I am very happy in the position. I, I think it's a good hire for him. See, I... I I agree with, I think, what you're going to say. I don't think it's a good hire. I don't think he'll win. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the facts. Mike Leach is not a winner, and Mississippi State is not a winner. You know what that means? He ain't going to win. No. I, but I agree with you that he is going to cause mayhem. Yeah, I mean, there, he's going to be a thorn with the offense that he brings in. And he doesn't have to recruit, which Mississippi State is definitely a hard place to recruit. He, And that's one thing that Tennessee fans wanted, wanted him. That was my argument. It was like, we pay so much attention to recruiting – this man doesn't recruit. He doesn't have he doesn't to recruit. recruit. He gets guys in that's going to run his offense. He never he never has recruited. And people talk about taking Texas Tech to number one. 
and how he had the best offense with Washington State. His offense was barely better than Tennessee's in 2012, his best year at Washington State. The most wins he had was 11 and 11 in a season at in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 sucked last year. Yeah, it was bad. And then this year he got beat by UCLA, who was 0-6 at the time, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a winner. No. He's won some games. He doesn't win them all. No. I mean, the places that he ha- that he's been hasn't been winners either. Right. So I feel like it's it's a decent hire in that regard. Is it like you're probably going to score some points? He'll score a lot of points, but the other team your offense is definitely going to be many. better than it was this year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, that's another thing about him though is it's going to take three years to get all the guys he needs in. Right. Or I mean, he just he he's a weird guy that he'll just make it work with what he's got. I don't believe that. He went three and seven his first year at. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> his first year at Washington State. I mean, he's gonna have to get somebody in. That's just maybe JT Shroud goes to maybe. Mississippi State. Maybe he'll just sling it everywhere. Maybe Quentin Dormady will be a eighth year transfer and and go to Quentin Dormady's State. shoulder could not hold up that frozen <laughs> game ever. Ever. You want to talk about anybody else in this? I mean, I, I just think that the Egg Bowl is gonna be fun. I mean, I don't really have. I don't really watch the Egg Bowl, but I feel like I watch it just because Kiffin and Leach. Would, would you have expected Lane Kiffin to be just as weird as Mike Leach? I mean, they're not the same kind of weird, but they're both just as weird. I think Kiffin's facial expressions make him a lot weirder than he actually is. My, Mike his, Leach is by far the weirdest person I think I would Twitter ever, presence, I've ever seen in my entire life. I think his Twitter presence makes him a lot weirder than he is. Like everybody, like put them on their list of people to go to Vegas with. I'm like, I would never hang out in Vegas with Kiffin or Mike Leach. First off. Kiffin's a dude who has like 10 girls around him and none of them, all of them are weird. <laughs> none of them are like normal people. Yeah. You take, do with that what you will and what you think I mean by weird. Do with that what you will. Mike Leach, in fairness, Mike Leach, I feel like somehow wins money in Vegas. So maybe I do go with him. I feel like he's that guy who like, he walks, he walks away from Vegas, like not with a lot of money, but like five grand. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh dang dude, how much did you bring? He's like, I started with a hundred. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, oh, that's awesome, then. I feel like he's the guy, he's like the old man at places that you, like, love to talk to. You wouldn't probably ever, like, go out of your way to hang out with him. No. But you would definitely listen listen to him talk and listen to him tell stories. None of his stories are true. <laughs> yeah, probably None not. None of them are true. Probably not. Remember that time, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Before you were born? You remember? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah none of his stories are true. There's no way. There's no way. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, can you find a better – you couldn't ask for a better lineup in the West. Mm-mm. I'm curious about – Sam Pittman might get whooped every every week. Dude, he's made some good hires. Has he? Who's his defense coordinator? Barry Odom. Oh, that's right. I like that. I mean, I, I think – I think Kiffin might be a better hire than him right now, but I think with – his coordinators, I think it puts him right up with. Here's the thing about Kiffin, though, is like I think Kiffin's in a better place. Kiffin's in a better place. Wise. Kiffin's in a better place than Pittman, but like as in terms of Kiffin being a better hire, what has Kiffin really done as a head coach? Won at FAU? I feel like if you can't win at FAU, like you're in trouble. Yeah. I don't know. I think he gets a lot of credit for his. I mean he he did he did well his I guess his. First year at Tennessee. He did all right, but, I mean, he only stayed one year. Like, right. That could have just been you struck gold, you know? And then, I mean, his offenses are good. He's he's had some talent at FAU. I mean, Devin Singletary was 
I guess, wants to be believed a Heisman he, candidate. He's a really, really good offensive coach. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know about him being a head coach and leading a program to any significant wins. I mean, hopefully he's learned his lesson on, on recruiting violations and they don't have to have somebody follow him around 24-7, making right. sure he doesn't commit any. They better with Ole Miss's history. <laughs> yeah, they better. I mean, the NCAA definitely has every phone in that place yeah. wired. With, with his history, they they better have someone follow him around. Yep. Whether he knows better or not. Speaking of Kiffin, you know tonight is the the ten year anniversary. Yeah, Martin Nagy said he was going live. Good. I mean, that's I've got a I've got a mattress we can burn. I've got one that I've just been meaning to take to the dump. I'm ready to burn it if you want. In in solidarity with the last night, Kiffin. I'll wait until uh, we beat Alabama and then I'll burn it. You got a couch? I'm only bringing couch. I only bring couch. Mattresses when you're why do you, mad. Why do you think I saved the casting couch back here? Mattresses are mad. Couches are good. Okay. <laughs> is that is that a thing? Is that real? Or did you just no make idea. that up? <laughs> okay. I was like, it I was going to believe you. It sounds right, but I have no idea. All I know is when Kevin left, they may have burned couches, but we only heard of mattresses. They probably then. burned humans. Like, that. They, like <laughs> Knoxville went absolutely insane that night. Dude, I was like the only – so I was at a high school basketball game because we were freshmen in high school. And I was like the only, I was like on Twitter. What was that? Was the LG, you know, the slide phone? Yeah. I was on Twitter on that when I oh, found out nice. Kiffin was leaving. And no one believed me. I was like, Kiffin's leaving. No, he's not. I swear to God, Twitter says it. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> what does what, what Wikipedia say? <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, gosh. Exactly. Yeah, it's deep in the night. Um, we are about to talk about the National Championship. I'm I'm not bet on that game. Do you know what the spread is? It's a uh, five and a half. Oh, well, I'm about to go over to my bookie. You all should as well. I don't know about you, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. If you like a couple of th- a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie. If you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. You heard that right. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash today. Visit mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. I'm taking the Tigers. About oh yeah! Did you half. see the the picture of Ten. Uh, Coach O and Dabo Sweeney next to the trophy? No, is it awkward? Oh yeah. Does Coach O already look like you want it? Kinda. He he looks like he's ready to go to war more than. Oh, did I not have it? What well, hobby? I made I enunciated enunciated that better, much better than. Look at that. Dude, Dabo has the most slappable face. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't stand that, man. He was complaining about it, how it's in New Orleans. Okay, in fairness, so I was arguing with a guy. Someone read me the full script. It really didn't sound like a complaint because I was with you. Oh, okay. I know. Well, that, someone, that's what the headline looked like. Right, right. No, I was. I did that. So someone read the full thing. He was asked about it, and he was like, it's in a, pretty much an away game for us. You know, it's 60 minutes from their house. Like, you know, it's it's going to be a tough environment. It's, you know, we've got to kind of go in there and compete with that. Cause I expect it, there to be more LSU fans than uh, Clemson fans just because of yep. the way that he, he said, he even said, it's just the way it works. Um, he said, he's pretty, he's actually pretty excited. Like that's cool for LSU to pretty much play in front of a crowd. So, okay, cool. Yeah, no, like 
I was with you. I was like, wow, this what a whiny little baby. But when is he gonna whine about having to practice in the hotel ballroom? That really is like. First off, I feel like it's kind of Clemson's fault. Like, could they not have just practiced at a different time and practiced in, at the Saints indoor facility? I don't know. Could they not practice at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium? No, Mercedes-Benz home? You would think. Like, were both of those not available? I feel like that's really poor planning on the college ball playoffs part. Why is an, why is an outdoor – like, why can they only practice at, like, a high school stadium? Why is nothing else available? Does Tulane have an indoor facility? Can you practice there? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if they – was it be, just because of the weather? Apparently, there was flooding in Louisiana, so the outdoor facilities weren't available. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm with you. It seems very strange. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine he will complain about that, though. Oh, Because yeah. he does complain. All the time. He didn't complain about that like I thought he did, but he does complain. Yep. Um, I'm taking LSU. I think they win probably by two touchdowns, in my opinion. I've got two scores, so anywhere between nine and – Okay. Yeah. Somewhere there. I think I will actually bet on it and bet on LSU. Um, I just can't imagine having an answer for the offense. It may be a shootout. I don't expect it to be. I think it'll be a good game. Um, mm-hmm. Probably somewhere in between. Actually, I don't know. I feel like Joe Burrow just is too good. Yeah, I think that offense is just rolling. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything Clemson can do to stop that. Yeah. I mean, Clemson does have good corners. They do have good receivers. But I just think – Clemson's offense isn't bad, but it's like, I don't think they're good. LSU's defense can overcome Clemson's offense, and I don't think no. Clemson's defense can overcome LSU's offense. I don't think with them losing so many defensive line linemen last year, I don't think that defensive line is able to get any pressure on Joe Burrow. And when you're not getting any pressure, he's going to sit back there all day and just pick you apart. Yeah, do you think we get a traditional – so let's talk about score. Do you think we'll get a traditional score? Do you think – like, what, what do you think it is? I don't know. It's The over-under is 68 and a half. Wow. That's, wow, that's a lot of offense. That's a lot of offense. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking more like 38 for LSU, maybe 24 for Clemson. Okay, that's that's my score prediction. 38, 24. I like that. So kind of traditional, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's not too not too crazy. Um, I mean, I I think it'll be a rotten around in that range just to give us a variation. I'll go. Uh, let's go 41. Man, I don't know how much Clemson scores. Like I said, two scores. It might be more than that. Yeah, it could Four, be. 41, let's go 27. Just for, 41, but I don't know if they score 27. Yeah. I really don't. I don't. I think this is where you see just how good. Yeah, I think this year is when you find out year in and year out how good the SEC is. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, obviously, a, you know, Clemson's had a good enough good enough teams to knock off SEC teams. But I think you're about to find out, like, it's not necessarily Alabama every year like it is Clemson in the ACC. It's just the conference as a whole is mm-hmm. good year in, year out. Yep. So. I mean, there is no question that the SEC is 100 billion times better than the ACC. Right, the ACC right. is absolutely trash. Yeah, but, I, like, so this year, if, like, if there was – if the ACC was a competitive conference, this year an ACC team might have stood a chance because you mentioned their defense. It just isn't as good as it was in the past, the past couple of years. Would it, would it necessarily surprise you though? Like, I mean, it, it would surprise you if Clemson wins, but like, would it at the same time? Because they just, it won't surprise they just me. win. They want, they, they are, they have a winning culture and I don't like Dabo, but he's a good coach and he's got good coaches on his staff. Yeah. So it will not surprise me if they win, but 
But it would surprise you if they won. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it will surprise me if they win by more than three. I'll say that. I think yeah. if they win, it'll be very close game. Yeah. I'd agree with that. The Titans. Do Titans, it again, dude, That baby. was an awesome game. God, that was an awesome game. Derrick Henry's a monster. Uh, he, he is really built in a factory. Like, that's confirmed. Yeah, he is a freak of nature. I mean, he goes out of his way to stiff arm guys. There was one time he could have bounced it outside. A receiver had the outside sealed for him, and he ran out of safety to stiff arm him. I mean, Earl Thomas is probably one of the best safeties in NFL history, yeah, and he, he made, made him look like a freaking idiot. Yeah, I don't even think I can do that to like a fifth-grade football team if I tried. No. <laughs> I really don't think I could. Not the way Derek Henry does, at least. No. I mean, he's a – I forget. He's the first player ever to rush for over 180 yards in three – Playoff games? Is that correct? Some, yeah, something like that. And then he's the only – he set Oh, the, in three straight games, so not even playoff yeah. games. Three straight games. He set the rushing record, too, for, like, his first four playoff games. I can't remember what it was. Do you remember the record he set? Uh-uh. I did like Tajay Sharp, how he introduced him after the thing, making fun of the Ravens. What, he was making fun of Earl Thomas? What did he say? No, he was making fun of uh, when Mark Ingram, earlier in the season – um, introduced Lamar Jackson. He was like the MVP front runner. Big trust. Woo woo. Um, Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Woo woo. And then Tajay Sharp kind of did the same yeah. thing with Mark. I thought he was making fun of uh, Earl Thomas Derek. saying he wouldn't have a hard time tackling him or something. Oh. Because yeah, uh, just... Earl Thomas said that the Patriots looked like they didn't want to tackle. Yeah, Mark Henry. Ingram was like, I'm about that. <laughs> well, you weren't last night. You were not about that. <laughs> I mean, the only person that played good on the Ravens offense was Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, and be, he wasn't enough to overcome. The, no, I mean, that. The Titans defense looked stingy last night. They're, they are elite. <clears throat> Why did they stop blitzing, though, for a while? That's when Lamar Jackson kind of settled in and threw for most of his yards. Yeah, I think they're just trying to limit big plays, I right, guess. Right, but, but he made more big plays when he gave him time. Yeah. When he sent the house, right. he at least was – the good plays he made, you were sitting there going, God, he's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're just a stingy defense. They just limit big plays. They don't give up a lot of scores. They might give up some yards here and there, but they're not going to – like nothing's gonna come easy, right? Like you're gonna have to drive the drive the field every single time. Next week's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and they have they have a workhorse. I think Tannehill is doing enough to get by. He's not turning the football over, and they're getting turnovers on defense. So they're just playing winning football. And, I mean, they're definitely the hottest team in the NFL right now. And that's a bit that's the biggest thing about Ron Tannehill is he's not turning the ball over, but he's also making the that one or two big plays a game that he needs to make, like. Because it's enough to say, yeah, don't turn the ball over. But as a quarterback, you also still have to do the minimum and make one big play a game, two yeah. big plays, you know, whatever it is. And he's making that. He scored a touch, rushing touchdown last night on a pretty – I can't believe they did that, but a pretty nicely designed play there to, you know, make them play Derrick Henry. Yeah. And then that freaking play-action bomb he threw and an incredible catch. Mm-hmm. So he's making those play, those one or two plays of games that he has to make right now. Is he thrown for like 160 yards in the past two games? Uh, it was 73 last night, I think, and like 45 of those came on one play. Yeah, so. yeah. It, if it Playing works, it works, football, baby. yeah. I mean, they're they're just limiting offenses. Like they're staying on the field, they're running the football. I mean, Derrick Henry ran like what 31 times last night. Yeah, and so they're just limiting. Um, an opposing offense, they're keeping them off the field. They're only going to get 
a couple, maybe ten possessions a game. Right. And so if you're not, if they're not able to score in those ten possessions, you win the ball game. Yeah, yep. I mean they're they're just they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, so is the Chiefs. But what's wild is so the week seventeen they played the Texans. Um, then they played the Pats, the Ravens, and they'll play the Chiefs. They have a chance to knock off all four seeds in, oh, in a row. That'd be awesome. That's crazy. All, all four division winners in the yeah. AFC, they're gonna they have a chance to knock off every single one of them straight. That'd be insane. Yeah. Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown last night and at one point had more <laughs> passing touchdowns than Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson in the playoffs this year. And Patrick. Mahomes, at one point. At one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I thought that was uh, wild. No, that was a that was a nice play as well. Yeah, there are a bunch of really nicely designed plays there in the red zone for the. Titans. So are you all in on Vrabel? I know like mm-hmm. Titans fans weren't all in, but it looks like it's hard to be all in right now. Got to go win next week because right now you're really just riding that playoff high. Right. I don't know, like. I mean, you have to be all in with what you've done so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll cut off my dick for a Super Bowl right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Did he already do that? I feel like that has to be you think Is he sweating right now to think like he might actually – like he's that crazy, I think, that he would actually believe he'd have to do it. What if he does in the locker room before the game next week? That's a way to get him pumped up. <laughs> How much do you think that uh, cut-off penis would sell on like, Hundreds eBay of or something? Dollars, <laughs> I would hope. Otherwise, it wouldn't be worth it. His wife has no problem with it, to be clear. So, that's good. Maybe. Not good for him, but good. Yeah. Could you just get a new one? I'm sure nowadays. I don't know. You just get like a a Titan-themed one? I don't know the science behind that. A sword. It's a literal sword. (laughs) I don't know the science behind that. That's a... Yeah, no, that's... I I like all the questions being raised about him actually having already done it. I feel like it's fair to ask. Yeah. He should just... If I were him... I would walk into the locker room, like with no pants on on Monday, mm-hmm. and like a uh, like bandage over my crawl, where it looks like I had some type of procedure. Oh, okay, yeah, and, and then tell him after. And the team's just like, he thinks we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Like we gotta win a Super Bowl. He cut off his penis so we can win. <laughs> so we gotta win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you can't just let the man go penisless and not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so that, if I'm him, that's what I do on Monday. Actually, uh, maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't think I say it out, out like outright. I just allude to it. And okay. like and then like every time I go to the bathroom I make sure people notice I'm sitting down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to sell it. Like I'm always going to the stall. I mean, me. which I guess like you could say you did it, no one would really know. Yeah, they like besides oh, like, like your wife. Let me see. And your uh <laughs> your uh man doctor. I guess that's the only people. Is there, do they have man doctors? Well, the guys that make you cough. Yeah, but there's not like a specific doctor for that. Like there are women. No, we don't have a gynecologist. Yeah, I guess we could. You just want to like? I feel like we can make a lot of money if we just make people believe that you that need that. We're so. I don't want to be one. I don't. I don't know what, all day, what gynecologist like. I don't know what that actually means. Do you know what it means? No, I don't either. So maybe we <laughs> no can just knows come up with a term that we are this kind of doctor. I'm not. I don't want to look at penises all day. But like we True. can I don't be either. the facilitators of that kind of doctor so we do the procedure for mike vrabel not me personally but our we do it like a fake one well yeah to sell it yeah yes our okay. bit our office like we are the facilitators mm. a doctor in our office did the procedure okay 
Yeah. So we just put it all together. We made right. it happen. Right. We're we the, have the penis. Yes. <laughs> we have Mike Vrabel's penis. Yes. And he will only get it back if he doesn't win yeah. the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, we keep it. It's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> you live and you learn. Yeah, that's a bad bet to make. I feel like you're saying your team's bad at that point. Right? <laughs> Like you're like, if you're willing to I mean, risk it all, like, yeah. like that's literally risking it all. Like you're, I mean, I guess you could get a new penis, but like <laughs> you don't. We've said a penis a lot. You don't <laughs> have. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the the whole transition. I don't understand. I don't understand that kind of science. So I don't know if you're able to use it again if you cut it off. You just put it on ice, and yeah, you have like a certain like, amount of time. It's like Kevin Mace's pinky yeah <laughs> we gotta call in sam Pittman for him exactly, to put it on ice exactly what it is golly that's awesome all right enough with penis dogs yeah let's get, it, let's get into some segments <laughs> most important of the week most important Uh-oh. um i'm gonna go with the lady vols getting a 56 you've heard me correctly 56 point win over Ole miss this week Wow. And then also today after their game, their win, 17-point win over Georgia at home, Lady Vols forward, junior, or Lady Vols forward Renaya Davis said that uh, the team chemistry this season, it's uh, she's having fun. It's fun to play basketball with people who put themselves before the team. Oh. Mm, a little shade, huh? This team's coming together. We look good. We look good. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. We have one more question. So VF... Oh. LGBO sixty eight said, "If Rocker leaves, name names to watch since Tosh Lapoy has a new job." I don't really know a lot of names. I know Chris Rumpf has been a defensive line coach before, so maybe maybe you look elsewhere. Maybe try to hire a linebackers coach. One that I thought we would target if we ever lost Chris Rumpf would be Chris uh, Marv. He was at Vanderbilt, played at Vanderbilt. Um, he's from Memphis. There you go. So I thought, like, if we were, but he did just get a new coaching job at Florida State. <clears throat> so probably not going to get him. <clears throat> then I thought I also thought Glenn Schumann would have been a good linebackers coach, but I think he's going to be the defensive coordinator at Georgia. So gotcha. Probably won't come here to be a defensive line coach. Yeah, not if or a linebackers coach. Not if that's the case. So. I, I don't really know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Do they hire a young guy there? I just don't know a lot of defensive line coaches. Yeah. I mean, Walt Wells, do we, we don't want that, do we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So maybe an up-and-comer for that position if he does leave. Maybe you keep him. I don't know. Right. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Rumpf, if, if that's more of a priority, you can just have Kevin Scherr do outside linebackers and – inside linebackers, and then you have Rumpf do defensive line. Or you just have them do outside linebackers and defensive line. Moving people around. Yep. It's a moving season. Mm-hmm. Pack your bags. Uh, my yep. most important... Oh, where did it go? Oh, so it was Derrick Henry being the first player um, okay. in history with 180 rushing yards in three straight games. You got any more? No more most important. No. I have one more, and this, this is just kind of interesting fact about Tennessee um, and the Titans in this week. 
Nick Wright posted this, so I'll give him credit where credit's due. He said, if the Patriots defense could have stopped Ryan Fitzpatrick in the final moments in week 17, we would have we had Tennessee at Kansas City uh, on wild card weekend, and now we're going to have them in the AFC Championship. So all Very they had to do was beat Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins, and we had already had this matchup. Nice. But then it probably doesn't work out in the Titans' favor. No, nope, so. probably not. I think they take their the road they've had. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't think they mind. No looking back. Right. I'm gonna stay at the University of Tennessee. <laughs> oh man, that got me going. As soon as he like started quoting that, no, I feel like no any like real Tennessee fan was just like I, I logged off the Periscope to tweet. Hell yes, I was like, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Can I get a hell yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, fellow week. Fellow week. Um. Julian Edelman, did you see this? <laughs> I did. He was arrested after allegedly jumping on the hood of someone's Mercedes for some unknown reason okay. and causing damage. Sounds like a white dude's having a good time. I don't know what we're all up in arms about. Was he, or was he actually like committing suicide? I mean, oh, there, was the Mercedes moving? I don't know. See, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, did he did he fall off a building? Did he fall off a window and land on somebody's car? I, there's so many questions you I need to he be fell answered. Off a building? I don't know. Like, could it be like? There goes my hero, like the uh, the other guys. Is that the song that plays when he jumps off? The yeah, <laughs> aim for the bushes. I didn't aim know for that. the bushes. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. I need to watch. Aim it. for the Mercedes hood. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. This this is just it's a weird situation. I would so, imagine. I hope he didn't jump off a building. Who knows? So the Pats are done. Like the dynasty is over, right? The oh. Titans in that because this looks like if if <laughs> if you got your star receiver. Out here jumping on hoods and Mercedes. I hope what happens is Bill Belichick tries to get rid of Tom Brady. Robert Kraft doesn't happen. Doesn't let it happen. Bill Belichick goes back to the Browns because they give him full control. The Browns, you know, start turning in the right direction, and the Patriots. Tom Brady dies because without Bill Belichick, he's terrible. Oh, so he he dies on a sack because no one can block for him. So no Mercedes hood. No, I mean I think maybe this could be the downfall, but. All in all, I hope it's because they keep Tom Brady over Bill Belichick. Dude, did you see who the Browns hired? Ugh. No, who did they hire? So they did hire GM. The no, they hired a head coach. They hired a head coach. The OC Those for the Vikings. Idiots, dude. Oh god, yeah. Now you're looking at it. I'm like, yes. well, great hire there, guys. Let's yeah. hire a guy that They're had morons. Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Morons. Uh, I got a fail of the week. It's Chris Baltimore. He posted in the Vol for Life Facebook page. Mm. If you can forgive Cade Mays and not forgive Lane Kiffin, you're a hypocrite. First off, what does one have to do with the other? Yeah, that's stupid. Second off, what? What? People are morons. People are so stupid. That should probably be my stupidity, but I'll go with fail. Yeah. Did you see um, Andrew Ray UGA's? New video. I haven't watched the video. I watched. Well, I think I watched part of it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's my fellow week. Just that guy. Andrew like, It's got to be fake, right? What? He's got to be messing. Yeah. The the more and more I watch it, I'm because th- he doesn't even say anything. Like he doesn't like, have no any substance. He doesn't have any like breaking news or anything like that. It's just like this guy. Like it was Kate Kate Mays. This guy's an asshole. That's why he left Georgia. Like that was his breaking news. <laughs> I'm like, what? I mean. I, I'm excited for Kate Mays. He could be an ass. Yeah. Like, if you're an offensive line an asshole, I feel like that comes with territory. No, I agree with that. I mean, Taylor Juan, like, people it's, it's praise like I was, him. I was kind of telling someone, ass. like, the reason we like Lane Kiffin when he's at Tennessee is because, like, yeah, he was a dick, but he was our dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
if we're going to correlate, do some correlation between Lane Kiffin and Cade Mays. Yeah. Um, my next fail is Jimmy Himes. Um, he hit up Jamel Hill. This is, dude, shoot your shot, Jimmy Himes. Trying to get Jamel Hill to come kick it for some dinner. Ooh. I wonder if Jamel Hill and then tagged her, didn't just tag her. Like, for, it doesn't make sense. I wonder if Jamel Hill liked to try some of the potato soup. It wasn't made in prison. <laughs> Good <What>? lord. <laughs> it wasn't dude, the made. The man in- is losing his mind. It wasn't made in prison. No one asked if you're, I mean, what is going on? Is this not Jiminy Himes? It was, it was the real Jimmy Himes. I, like when he tweeted, I had to look. I went sure and checked. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that man's losing. What? Oh my God. <laughs> yes, I double checked it. Did I you see it. the potato soup? Did he, oh, he put a picture? Yeah. Oh, he did? Did it look good? Probably not. I mean, it looked better than that gumbo. In fairness, how good can potato soup look? Like it's potato yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. Not that I hate potato soup. Like something. you could put like a, it's like a truckload of cheese and it's going to look good. Yeah, it, <laughs> let me go Let me go check out Jimmy Himes. I mean, it, it definitely looked better than the gumbo, which I feel like that's what he was getting. I don't know what Jamel Hill actually said. Did she say it was like in prison? Maybe. It wasn't made in prison. I don't know. I mean, is, is Jimmy Himes taking shots of the justice system and, and the food that they... <laughs> like... <laughs> Who knows, dude? He's a moron. Gotta love it. That's all I got. Do you have any more? I do not have any more. Guys, thank you all so much for listening. We will be back on Tuesday this week. The Vols play at Georgia on Wednesday. So we're going to do our next episode on Tuesday. We'll have a slate of things, but also preview that Georgia game. Um, Thank you all so much for joining us tonight or this morning, if you're listening to us on your way to work. We appreciate it. You can check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Check us out wherever you'd like. And remember, by the arm. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.